Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message. And tonight, I have all students of the great Prempe College. They call them Amamfo. They are in the studio tonight and I have quite a number of Amamfos. So how did I get to choose? I have KSM in the studio tonight. The man they call Kweku Sintimi. His real name is KSM. I also have... <laughs> Kofi Ewan to the person who, who mentioned Prempe College to me for the very first time in my primary school days. I didn't even know what Prempe was. He told me there was something called Prempe, Prempe College. Very passionate about Prempe. It's a packed house and the amount for are going to turn on the style tonight as we discuss how preparation networks, integrity, uniqueness can be enablers in your quest to seize your opportunities in life. Let me say a, a good evening to my friends in the studio. Amount for good evening. Good evening, Albert. Good, <laughs> good to see you, man. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's always good, good to have you in the studio. Kofi, it's the first time on Springboard. You have to greet KSM. He's a, he's a well, he veteran. Has, he has positioned himself already. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find my space. <laughs> yeah, but but, but, it, but it's, it's just great to see, you, to see you on the show, to have you on the show. Let me start with, 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 with you, KSM. Yes, sir. And so repositioning. Why, why were you fascinated by the theme? Because uh, um, off air, you were just so fascinated by the idea that it is really the in thing. Why is repositioning a big thing? Well, for, for one thing, you know, KSM brand is known for nice Ghanaian shit. But I see that Albert is taking over, <laughs> so I have to reposition myself because <laughs> uh, his 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 brand is taking over. No, I, I thought it was a very fascinating thing. I think um, because of how dynamic the world has become because of how, if you will, quick technology is growing, individuals and companies are realizing that rebranding alone doesn't do it. So basically, we are moving from not just rebranding, but repositioning. And so my particular re- fascination with repositioning is that the world has become so dynamic. Uh, there's what we call the disruptive technology now things that are actively a part of our lifestyle that a few years ago were not considered. i give you a very basic example. Um, a few years ago, I used to go from uh, my house all the way at uh, Ajengano, come to Busy Internet to, to do my, 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 my online work and, and send mail and things like that. And we used to be going to uh, communication centers. But you look at the trend now, Albert, everybody has a smartphone which has an email on it and other things everybody is on the net now so you look at busy internet how do you stay relevant one before you were the go-to place when it comes to emailing with traffic and all that the traffic right. yeah so now you have to you can see that they are shifting they've gone into business incubation software development they are repositioning right so that's my whole thing and my fascination with repositioning is that technology is changing and it's affecting the very way we do things, right. either as a business or as an individual. And unless you quickly understand the quote-unquote disruption is causing and reposition yourself to take advantage of that, because the great thing about it is that even though it is disrupting, it is creating new avenues. Right. So it's time to really sit back and think as an individual, as a company, okay, how much, to what extent has my business been disrupted by the new technology? And what other avenues is it opening for me to capitalize? Right. So for me, this 
whole repositioning is to make sure that you are able to face and take advantage of new opportunities that are coming under the guise of disruption. Wow. I like the start and I like the fact that you're highlighting two things, disruption and speed. Yeah. Disruption because the, the circumstances calling for repositioning really create discomfort for the individual and for the company. And the fact yeah. that you're saying that when that disruption is created, you must respond quickly yeah. or be left behind. Let me come to you, Kofinto. You've, you've got years of experience as in entrepreneurship, um, development, as a fund manager and as a management consultant. Why why is he talked about speed why is there a need for speed in response okay well let me let me take it up from let me go backwards a little bit from repositioning to let's say positioning what are we talking about here you're looking you're looking at um a target market and then you're looking at your product whether we are talking in terms of your business your career or even investment products you know so you're looking at the perception somebody you are trying to sell to should have about you right. in terms of what you are offering and then the competitive offers that there are in, uh, there are available right now just as KSM just said we live in a dynamic world and things change at different speeds now let me give an example that takes a, that, that's a bit off target a little bit take the Catholic Church when in February um, the previous pope decided that he was going to resign. All sorts of things came up. We were now thinking about the Catholic Church that was uh, that had a lot of scandals in terms of uh, um, child um, what do you call abuse, it? abuse, um, financial uh, issues with their bank. So many issues had had come all the way then. And then here was the case where a pope was going to resign. There was an article that I read that I even posted it, I think, on, on Facebook or something. Like that. So somebody analyzed the Catholic Church as if it was a business. Yes, they're in the business of saving souls, but nevertheless, it's a business that has to be run, managed properly. You know. So the, the, the issues that we're talking about was, with this, uh, with this opportunity of a new pope, what do we do? What should they be doing to ensure that their business gets rejuvenated? So we are talking about repositioning at that stage. You know. And then months down the line, we have a new Pope. And suddenly we have somebody who's brought a breath of fresh air. I'm not a Catholic, anyway. Right. I'm only using it as, a, as an example. positioning strategy. Exactly. Right. Suddenly, the Catholic Church is being seen in a different light. Not that all the problems have gone away, but in our minds, we see the Catholic Church as a new church. Right. You know, we who are outside, who are, who are only thinking about them in terms of child abuse, uh, abortion, mm. this, and all, all those issues. Now, all that we are thinking about is, oh, there's a, uh, a new pope. pope. And the kind of things like that time as the man of the year. Exactly, the right. man of the people. Right. Sometimes you hear he even goes out in the night and, you know, um, gives things out, you mm. know, to, mm -hmm. to the homeless and all that. This is unheard of. This right. is something new. You know, so I'm only using this as an example mm. to show the power of repositioning. Who else you at it? Is it relevant in the life of the individual as well? You mentioned this briefly, but is it relevant in the life of the individual repositioning? It is. Your career, what what you your, what you intend to do in life in order to uh, earn a living, or even to deliver your purpose, whatever your higher calling is in this world, whatever it is that you have to do, you have to do it with reference to. Uh, I mean, people have to accept you for what you are. 
what you can bring to the table. And remember that you're not the only person on earth. There are other people who can also do the same thing. And therefore, if you are to get the space to do what you have to do, get a job, get a good job that you've been dreaming about, then it means that you must be relevant at all times. Right. I've heard you case and speak about repositioning from the, from the perspective of career, entry point career, with personal examples. I mean, I know I know you've shared this example a couple of times, but let me take you back to your experience walk, walking from. <laughs> not to cry, not to rip old old wounds, but I'm sure somebody is listening tonight who who's unemployed and is looking for a job and is sharing statistics like Spain and some European countries will continue to experience above 25 percent unemployment. And he's asking himself if even the advanced countries are suffering, then how much more me in this middle income or or. <laughs> pseudo middle income country from your own experience when a person is unemployed when a person is grappling with issues like trying to enter the job market and not being able to enter how does repositioning become relevant speak to somebody who's unemployed out there trying to get a job and struggling yeah. from your own experience yeah from my own experience one of the major problems they confront those who are struggling is indecision they're not too clear what they want to do and they have a, a myriad of ideas and hopes in their minds and they hear this this is open for a certain position they go there then they hear something else then they rush there so there's a bit of confusion they're not very very clear in their mind and i can understand that when you are down and out and you need a job you don't really want to be selective at this point but it is so important in this era of repositioning to really discover what exactly you can deliver and deliver very well and then go for that go for that because once you are able to position yourself to target a specific thing and don't only limit yourself to that but whatever you are targeting you should know that uh, you have the expertise to face that particular uh, uh, position that you're looking for so my advice is yeah, I know, I know, I know it's, it's, it's rough out there, and I know you think you can do many things, but honestly, when the CV is in front of a personal person that they are reviewing, they want to know how exactly relevant your skills are to a certain relevant position. So be clear in your own mind, starting what you want. So you can you cannot say I can do all things. You cannot say you can do all things. That's what they say. What do you want? Oh, anything. anything. <laughs> you can't. I can't give you anything. You know, the world has gotten so dynamic that we now act with precision, right? To an extent. So you should be very precise in what you want as well. It is said that if you don't prepare adequately, the opportunity will come and you will find yourself out of sorts. I want to take a few minutes at this point for us to look at, at the individual, the company, in the light of this discussion about repositioning. What should we do as we prepare ourselves for opportunities? What should we do in the meantime? Could you give us a sense of what our listeners should do as they prepare for the new year and for the opportunities in the new year? Okay, I'll take it up from where uh, my senior took off. Um, in terms of you need once to, a senior always a senior always my senior <laughs> okay it will never end uh, <laughs> out, he said he said he said something about knowing what you want right being precise and really that is the basics it start that basic started from when you were thinking about your first job and it will continue to run through your whatever else you you get yourself into as you go along now now, knowing what you want to do really has about four components. 
first of all, we're looking at what your purpose. You need to be self-aware, need to be able to identify what you yourself on this earth that you are, what you are here for. You know, um, essentially you're asking, you're answering the question, why, why am I here? You know, you're also looking at things related to what you're passionate about, what motivates you in terms of uh, the things that you want to focus your time, your energy and effort on, you know, and more importantly, principles, you know, what are the values that you are, that are really important to you, you know? We are all not saints, yes, but at least we must live by certain principles. And then finally, you also want to look at that universe of possibilities of all the jobs that you can do with the talents that God has given you, the possibilities involved. Now, within these four parameters, you'll be able to identify um, what you want to do. That will give you that precision, you know. And that precision takes you through from situation to situation in the changing scenes of life. The dynamics that we were talking about. Today, you were in a situation where um, uh, some natural disaster has happened, your job has been wiped off. You're looking for a new situation. The basic does not change. You ask yourself that if you have grown up with the passion to, let's say, be in the business of raising money for other people for their business that doesn't change if you have moved from church or from a, from a bank a financial sector and moved into public sector or you moved into private sector it, that that feeling doesn't change right uh-huh. so for me that is the first step in terms of so, so, so is it possible for those four 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 pointers to change along the line walk us through them again you talked about purpose you talked about values Purpose, passion, possibilities, and um, principles. Right. These four, so I'll say the four P's. Right. Again, purpose, passion, possibilities, and principles. And principles. These are the four things you need to prepare. And, and then they'll the give you precision. Thing, yeah, these are the four <laughs> things that gives you, should I say, your compass point. Right. So, because in life, no matter how things change, there must be something constant about you. You talked about, was it... Um, um, you, you asked the question before we started this discussion about equity. Reputation equity. Reputation equity. Now, reputation... Well, I don't want to go into that. I don't want to preempt that discussion. But integrity and integrity and honesty, these are the things that... These are the ingredients for reliability. When you talk about KSM, you know that you can rely on KSM when you go to issue X, Y, Z will happen. That one constantly will happen. Right. That, these are all parts part of the elements of what makes KS and KS. L- l- and having brought that up, let me talk about strengths because from 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 what you're saying, you, you you're guiding me towards what makes a person different, what makes mm-hmm. them unique, what makes them strong. I I want to suppose that I wouldn't expect the same deliverables from Michael Essien as I would expect from KSM. So KSM, let's talk about strength. You you ha- have found your strength. And for the things that you do, you've been on the BBC, you've been on networks across the world. I, I remember the first time I had you on BBC, the sense of pride I had that I know you personally. You were performing live on the BBC. I mean, that, that, kind, of, that kind of opportunity. I mean, I, I met somebody who says, my life dream is to be on CNN one day. <laughs> I mean, that's all she wants. And, you know, these are rare opportunities that y- y- you don't play games with. And I'm saying that for you as a person... 
you found your strength. There is something that you do that makes you stand out. How does a person find your strengths, the things that give you advantage? How do you find it? Uh, the first thing that I would say is, as I said earlier, try and identify precisely what is it, what it is you want. I think I was lucky to the extent that I really found that my talent was in entertainment long ago. I can go back as far back as Frankfurt College when I was doing stuff. Entertainment oh, prefect. And became the entertainment prefect. <laughs> <laughs> this is <a> breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> and became the entertainment prefect. So somehow I was lucky. But what I tell, especially when I go out uh, on Springboard, I tell the youth is that the talent alone and the passion alone doesn't do it. Right. There's a need to understand the craft. So fortunately for me, I pursued my talent by positioning myself to understand the craft of the talent. So I come to my performances that I do from a point of view of somebody who not only has a talent for it, but who has already studied it as a course. Exactly. And I keep telling people that uh, I, for a whole year, I took a course called Understanding the Structure, Understanding the Comedic Structure, which has rules and there has regulations, what you do and what you don't do. So basically, when you see KSM on, on the stage and doing what luckily people say, oh, it's, it's really unique, it, it is not something that just flows easily and naturally. It is something that has come over a long period of years through practice and through study. And I believe that that is what has given me the urge. It's not just talent, it's craft. You know, you, you, I don't know if I'm making you myself bring, clear. You bring an absolutely critical point. Because I'm going to ask you a question about the person who has the talent but is on the bottom of the economic ladder. What steps must they take? I mean... One of the things that illustrations that we've given on the, on the Springboard Road Show a couple of times about the fact that there probably are people playing football on, on the Kanda Park who are more talented than Didi Ayu or, or Michael Essien, but nobody has discovered them or they have not packaged their talent appropriately to play on the global stage. And whilst these guys out there on the big league can earn £90,000 a week, some of these, these guys may not be able to master even 90 CDs a month. And so for a person who is talented but on the fringes, on the outer fringes of the economic ladder, how do they begin to pick their spaces to find themselves somewhere? You have the talent, but nobody knows you, and you are not just making it, but you know you are extremely talented. What do you do? Yeah, remember when we talked about positioning, we talked about product, we talked about markets, and that we are looking at where you place yourself in in this interface. You talk about this talented footballer, but that talented footballer will only make that um, £90,000 per week if they are able to get Arsenal or somebody to sign them on. So how do they then uh, translate their talent into an opportunity to play for Arsenal, that really becomes the issue that they have to prepare and plan for. And it, it, it just, as KSM said, it's not just talent. It is a lot of hard work. Right. You know, in fact, one thing I learned when I, when I did some work at Codvet, um, Council for Technical and Vocational Education and Training, was that there's, there's this principle called lifelong learning. You know, you, it's not just even the hard work to get to where you've gotten to or where even the objectives you just want to achieve. But even to maintain and to go on, it, it needs continuously, continually um, make, 
being a perpetual student. Right. Otherwise, you fall by the wayside. It's interesting you mentioned this because yesterday I was listening on the BBC to an interview by Jesse Dudek, who's the former goalkeeper of Liverpool and Real Madrid. He actually was the goalkeeper in post when Liverpool won the European Cup and he, he saved the penalty against AC Milan. And yesterday he was talking about the kind, he just retired and he was saying that he's struggling to come to terms with his life because when he was a footballer the regimen you know when you go for training when you finish when you will eat you have an interview afterwards your life is so structured that I mean it's the level of discipline required and so he says even though he's building an academy he's involved in several things he misses the regimen and the discipline and so when you say talent is not enough when you are talented and you cannot match the discipline you go for justify your inclusions or whatever they call it and you can't match the discipline I, presu- I suppose that you will still not make it you still not make the grade at that level or you may get inside but you also find yourself out there's an element called management which we, may, we should also add to this whole mix of, uh, of our discussion um, w- when we are talking about planning you know whether it's be it career be it business um, uh, as it were we, we are looking at that discipline of having of marshalling the resources in this case your talent into achieving that financial success or business success and that is where that, that management because when you are talking about it that was the bit that came to mind that you might have all these things you might even emulate read about and emulate all the regimen that people went through but if somebody is not man- helping you to manage the process you just aren't going to make it it brings me to this point of our attitudes especially we in Ghana. Somehow we take a very laissez-faire approach to the way we do our things. Whether it's our career, whether it is anything, whether we ra- how we run our homes, it's as if there is no value to the time we spend or to the resources we place in terms of our home or whatever it is that we are doing. There isn't that planning that should help us manage the situation in order for us to achieve the result. Sometimes when the results come up, it comes up for other reasons other than our own effort at management. In, in terms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we grew up inside it together. He was he was our, our goalkeeper, our school goalkeeper in, in primary school. <laughs> The word is intoms. It is 20, 26 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. If you don't understand intoms, go and look in the Greek dictionary published in Tadi and you will find the word intoms. It's our accidental success. My guest for tonight on the virtual university, KSM, you know him. KSM needs no introduction. And my friend Kofinto, Kofinto is a management consultant. He's a fund manager, among other things. And we are talking about repositioning. So far, we've discussed preparation. We've discussed what kind of what, why the need for repositioning and we've discussed if you are on the fringes of career how to begin to pick your steps to find yourself in something positive we've used examples about the catholic church the need for for pace even when you begin to experience disruption i, I really love the part about disruption because when changes are taking place very fast you sometimes find yourself wondering what to do next and how to pick up the pieces and the need for speed i'm going to come to talk about networks and relationships now networks how important are the relationships you keep in your quest to reposition yourself do they make a difference 
can relationships open the door for you? And along the line, we'll pick up this subject we've been discussing or we've put out for the evening. What about integrity? Is it an asset in business, in life? In, and by the way, can you reposition in your marriage too? We'll find out if there is time. But tonight, relationships, networks, Kirsten, is repositioning. What is the role of networks and relationships in repositioning? I think networking is very, very, very key. Uh, I was talking about the onslaught of this disruption, and you realize that one of the avenues that this disruption has created is, let me use uh, uh, Harvard University, for example. You know, in order to meet with the competition, educational competition, now they have several online classes. Several of them. The people can just in their desire to retool, get online, and 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 and, and the, how do I put it? Get online and, and literally and go retool. to school without physically moving exactly. from their location, right? Exactly, exactly. So these these opportunities are all there, and if you are looking at networking, this is one of the opportunities that are there for you, because once you, sorry, yeah. Once you get online, once you start going through the the, 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 the issues of retooling, you are networking yeah. with others that are on the same system, others that are looking for the, the same goal. So these are the networks that you need eventually when you start getting into uh, whatever it is that you want to do. You need to have that basic network. You need to have those relationships and not to also preempt this uh, reputational <laughs> equity, you know, that forms the basis yeah. of it. Who you have been able to network with, who you have been able to prove yourself as very, very credible to. So um, I think they're very, very important, and I think they form the core of everything that you need to do. Right. Is the Kofi, and the relationship. Kofi, is repositioning relevant in marriage? You, you experienced, you, you, you had your wedding anniversary not too long ago. Is repositioning... <laughs> I really wish this cup will pass away from oh, me. Or your, or your question. <laughs> Especially when you know that somebody is listening. At the oh, other you, can dedicate, you can dedicate a song to her and then refuse to answer the question. That's also allowed. <laughs> no, but it is. It is. Just like any facet of our life, you know, we go through phases. We go through... The dynamics change. We, we, when we started off uh, early 30s and all that, things were different. Now we've been hit by a lot of uh, economic turmoil and uh, whatever it is. The whole world, we've gone through a lot of stuff. Deaths have happened and all that. So even the marriage itself has suffered, has gone through the value of the shadow of death. Mm. And therefore it means that... Therefore you fear no evil. Well, we fear no evil, (laughs) but you have to reposition yourself in, (laughs) in order to ensure that whatever the objectives that marriage is supposed to um, achieve, you still are able to do that without rancor and all that. It, it, we, human beings change. Right. So as we change, you definitely have to, the way you interact with somebody has to, has to, you know, you are, it has to go undergo change. Right. As it were. Let's find out from Prof. Prof, good evening. <laughs> good evening, Alvin. It's always good to have you on the show. And thank you very much for having me on the show again. Prof, tonight we are, is a turn of, of, of a month for, and so we are talking about repositioning. Maybe let's start from why, why this topic is so important from your perspective. Well, well, let me say that, you know, you've got two 
giants of from the college on uh, in this in the studio, and I've been listening to the program. And I tell you, uh, I think they've shared very wonderful perspectives. I think repositioning clearly shows that the world is changing, and the world is changing very fast. Today we have 24-hour news. Every moment is being is going on, you know, in the news. And therefore, whoever you are, you have got to get yourself ready. Otherwise, you, you get lost in the whole system. So as far as I'm concerned, everybody has got to be alive and look at the changing scenes of life. And you've got to then pick yourself wherever you are. So, you know, let me say that repositioning is absolutely crucial. Wherever you are, you should be looking at where you are, what else needs to be done, and you should be out there making sure that you are relevant at every stage in your life. Prof, uh, on the issue of relevance, you've talked about the fact that at every point in time you must find yourself relevant. You've, your career has had a wide span that has taken you outside the country. You've been, you have been, and to some extent are still in politics. You've been director general of the Ghana Health Service. You are a medical practitioner. Have you found yourself in a position that requires you to learn new skills very rapidly? Well, let me tell you, Albert, you know, I, you know, you go and do medicine and throughout your life, you get to form three, you do science, you never learn economics, you never learn finance, you never learn law, you never learn gov- government or governance, you know. And at some stage, I felt that, no, I needed to catch up on all those things. So I went to school to, to gain part to do leadership and governance. So I learned a bit of economics, finance, and all those things. It is because you want to make yourself relevant. However much you read The Economist, however much you need, you read Harvard Business Review, it is not the same if you really haven't gone through a thought process learning the principles that underpin a lot of the things that you read. That is why it is said that education is a lifelong business. You cannot end education anywhere. And therefore, yes, as a doctor, you know, in your own field, probably you probably just don't need to just chop. But I needed to go and school myself. So now, at least as an adjunct teacher in, in, in the School of Governance and Leadership, I understand the principles that underpin governance and leadership. One of the difficulties I find in this country is that, you know, people have gone to university, they've done a program, and a lot of them are stuck with it. And if you didn't do that program with them and you speak, you seem to be talking even eloquently uh, in economics. Some people will tell you, but when the university, you didn't do economics. Uh, so continuous education and continuous professional development is absolutely crucial. And wherever you are, you begin to realize that there are areas that you did not go into, but are so crucial and so necessary that at every stage, if you want to, again, make yourself relevant, then these are the kind of courses that you have got to be doing. So, you know, continuous education or continuous professional development is lifelong. At any stage, you must make yourself relevant and you must make yourself, you know, addressed with the current events. Many things are changing. The world is dynamic. And the only way you can stay on course is continuous education. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone. 
an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-99000. You may also subscribe to amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,